doing any kind of like intro leading us in or what? Oh, you want to hear the intro? Sure. You want to hear the intro? Let me, I'll show Fuck you. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to you. An intro? Yes, there is. Exactly. You know, you know where I got that from? You know where I got that from? Uh, Ozark. That was the last song that played at the last oh. season of Ozark. So, um, you know, of course, of course, I'm just like, I'm like, this is the perfect song because it mixes my love of hip hop, but it's also, you know, family friendly because I, I, I'm assuming I'm going to have a diverse audience. I'm not going to take this too seriously, to be honest yeah. with you, but <laughs> this is literally just therapy for me. Um yeah, peaking man. like a madman. Oh my gosh. So loud. Oh, there you go. All right. You just project incredibly well. Thank you. Thank you. I always have. It's been it's a big problem. Uh, <laughs> it's a big problem. Uh, well, hello and welcome to Manny in the Pod. Yeah, that's the name of it. Um, this is a podcast started because of COVID, but it's not about COVID. The song you just heard was Ooh La La by hip-hop group Run The Jewels. Please don't sue me. Um, and speaking of hip-hop, we have an avid hip-hop fan in the house here with me. He's an old pal from the high school days, Nick Lassert. How are you? Oh, man. I'm honestly really excited to be here. Uh, missed you, man. I missed you, too. It's, it's been a long time. Absolutely. Yeah, I haven't seen you since we went to TGI Fridays. Uh... <laughs> Yo. All right. Throw it back. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, it was a, that was a, that was a fun time. How are the boys, by the way? How are they doing? Um, I mean, I haven't been in contact with many of them. Like, I know Alex is chilling. He's the only one I've really been in touch with that much lately. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they're all doing their own thing, you know. Of course. Oh yeah, yeah. We all we all we all are trying to survive. How you For been real. doing? How you been surviving? Oh shit, man. You know. Uh. <laughs> uh. Working now, got the, my job paying for my college, which is pretty nice. lit. And, uh, you know, I'm down from uh, about 315 to 275. You look, so we, yeah. We, we killing it out. Yes, here. you look good, brother. So You look, you look at slim thick. That's what, <laughs> that's what they say. You're looking, no, you're looking real good, man. I'm, tr- I'm trying to, I'm trying to lose the weight. Um, See, that's the thing, is like, what's it called? I was on this mojo, right? I was like, oh, you know, on my days off from work, we'll go get a little work at it. And then mm-hmm. COVID happens, like, fuck you, the gym closed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I was lifting like a madman uh, pre-COVID. Yeah. Lifting like crazy. I was I was going oh, like two, yeah, I was going 230 on the bench. Um, it was, I felt like just, I felt like a... King. Yeah, seriously. And then... Then COVID, and I'm just like man, and I, I, I said I gotta get some few workouts yeah, in man. before. Like you, was, you know what I've been doing just to keep like mm-hmm. just getting out there. I love just walking down to the woods behind my apartment. Yeah, go for a little hike, man. Yes, nothing better. Yes, nothing better than them hills. I've been doing that too. Um, a friend of mine turned me on to hiking. 
Um, and I've been going up to Tyler, um, and, uh, that's been, that's been really good about shedding the fat and stuff like that. Um, and yesterday I even tried jogging for a little bit. So I walked up a big hill, took me about eight minutes to do. And then I jogged down that same hill, took me about six. So I'm going to try and improve my times. Um, see, I got this problem where I'll go like for a walk and I'll be enjoying it. It's a good time. And I'll get towards the end, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to run this, right? I'm going to run this little last bit. And you go to do it, and you look like a fat guy who just robbed somebody mm-hmm. running down the street because you're way too winded. <laughs> exactly. You handle all that. Exactly. But, you know, we'll get there. Exactly. No, yeah. No, that's uh, it's, it's all about practice. And uh, um, I've also been boxing. Ooh. I've also been boxing because, okay. you know, I'm a big dude. No one, I've always been big, so no one's messed with me, right? right? Yet. All right? So... Uh, I want to learn how to fight, and it's also fantastic cardio. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you can see the speedball there. Yeah, you can see the legs moving, the arms moving. Hold oh, yeah. On. I also saw Mike Tyson. Um, Duke and I, he still looks like a monster, Bro. man. Yo, all right. Question. Mm-hmm. Someone says to you, Manny Jones, $5 million, you got to take one punch on the chin from Mike Tyson. You taking it? My um, manhood, dignity, and pride is not worth $5 million. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, here's the thing. For me, I know for sure I'm getting knocked the hell out if that connects. For sure. No question. Mm-hmm. I'm a soft bitch. It is what it is. <laughs> but I ain't going to feel it because my ass finna sleep real Seriously, quick. Seriously, <laughs> yes. Uh-uh. It's, 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 Mike Tyson is still a tough guy. Still a tough, tough guy. He hasn't lost that. You see his uh, video of him training? Bro, he's still guns. He's still quick. He's still monstrous. He's still powerful. Um, it is just amazing. It is amazing how he's still been able to do this. You, see, I, I've been, I don't know if I've been... I've been seeing um, him and Evander Holyfield are going to get back at it. Is that a fake graphic? I have no idea. They said they're going to do it I... in... They said they're going to do it uh, Evander Holyfield, Tyson, uh, in July twenty. 20- 2020 or 2021 in Saudi Arabia. Now, the only reason why I think that's real is because it's Saudi Arabia. All right. Because they are, those princes are probably paying them so $20 million here, a pop. Here's the thing with, with that. Like, Saudi Arabia's been doing this thing where they're, like, trying to get sporting events to be hosted there. Mm-hmm. So they had, like, Anthony Joshua had a fight there, like, a year ago. Yep. I'm cool with that. You know, host your fights wherever you want to host them. But make it a worthwhile to watch fight. Oh I'm sorry. Gosh. I love Mike Tyson. He's incredible. Yep. I don't want to watch fifty-year-old Mike Tyson fight. I agree. I agree. You know, it's like it's like, you know, I, I think what uh, so in in high school, you you got when I hung around with you guys, you guys maybe start watching wrestling again. Yeah. And that's when it got it got pre- it got pretty good pretty good then, right? It was like you know New Day, you know Seth Rollins, Moxley. Um, it's it's strange looking back that at a period that I personally, as a very uh, sarcastic and negative wrestling fan, mm-hmm. looked upon rather negatively in the moment. Mm-hmm. Now looking back, that yes. period of like 2015, 16, 17 uh-huh. was actually pretty lit. Yeah, it was. It wasn't that bad. And then they started doing that Saudi Arabia stuff and it has been hot garbage. I think Bro, that's when, when I'm when like, Vince, okay. When Vince took the blood money, that's when, <laughs> that's when things went downhill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like, you know, Undertaker Goldberg. That was the most recent blunder. And it's just like, 
<laughs> you see that? Bro. It's I'm, like Goldberg couldn't wrestle when he was 30. Let so, alone. <laughs> bro, here's the thing, right? Goldberg was always good at one thing. One thing. Looking like a bad mother. Uh-huh. Now, how do you market that in a wrestling company? Yep. You have him do two-minute squash matches mm-hmm. for a year. Give him a massive undefeated streak. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves him. Is he actually a good wrestler? No. 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 Come on now. Not at all. So Not what, what all. are you going to do? Age progressed 20 years. My man hasn't gotten better. Better. No. He can't <laughs> even. I think he. I'd say he's good at, at uh, maybe two things. Okay. Spear jackhammer. <laughs> okay. That's Fair it. enough. That's it. It's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's going to, it sucks seeing like old, like your old heroes really fall. Like um, Undertaker, you know. Yeah. But his last match for WrestleMania was pretty good. Okay, his I last watched match it. at Mania, the whole, like, uh... Boneyard. The Boneyard. <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time on the Boneyard match, because I, I would... I can do a whole hour mm-hmm. on the Boneyard yeah. match. I didn't even tend to talk um, about wrestling today, so... Right. <laughs> I, I can do an hour on the Boneyard match in and of itself. All I'm going to say, cinematic masterpiece. Yes, I agree. <laughs> like... I agree. That was that was nuts. That the the boneyard match and the uh, was that 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 fiend match with John Cena. That was crazy. That was nuts. But I think I'm gonna feel the same pain with Brady. Um, these next couple years. I mean, it's just yo. All right, real shit. Hundred percent honest opinion. This is my maybe hot takeaway. Hot. <laughs> uh, I'll put a I'll put a sound there. Tampa Bay Buccaneers will finish higher. In the NFL, the New England Patriots this season. Oh, what a hot take! And I, I, and I will double or nothing myself. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will go deeper in the playoffs mm-hmm. than New England Patriots. Oh yeah, I you know I don't I do not uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I really wouldn't. Um, but we're gonna see. You know, was Brady actually a good um, quarterback, or was Belichick all the magic so, behind him? I'm. I'm infamous mm-hmm. among certain friends of mine as a Brady hater. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Brady hater. Let me make that very, very abundantly clear. <laughs> I am simply a Brady realist. Yeah. Brady was an incredible quarterback in a system. Yes. He he didn't have the best raw arm. Mm-mm. He didn't have the best, you know, raw no. reading of the game. But he fit into a system great, and he was able to play in it marvelously. Now, the question has to become, can Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers put together a system that plays to Tom's strengths to get the best out of him? Correct. And Belichick protected Brady on the line. I mean, you're not going to get that same protection again. Brady very rarely got hit, injured. So that's what I fear is that he's going to get into a fear. I mean, he's not a, not mine anymore. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so let me ask you this. I've, I, my brother is a diehard Pats fan, mm-hmm. loves Tom Brady. He's It's like he's going through a breakup. Yes. How, how are you on the on the Brady breakup? I mean, I, I Do you I w- still love him or, or are you one of those like scorned lovers that's like, no, I respect the hustle. I mean, he's doing it because of the money. He needs to get paid what he needs to get paid. Um, you know, he took a lot of cuts, you know, for the team. Yeah. You know, and I and I think he's done that for the life. He's done that ever since. You know, just because Brady's the best doesn't mean Belichick cut him a break. You know, Belichick treated him just as equally as everyone else. Maybe sometimes worse because he's the top guy. He's the leader. 
So, honestly, Brady's doing his own thing, and you have to do something. You can't play football forever, yeah. right? You can't play football while you're 60. Well, you got to do something else. And he's starting his own production company. You know, he's, he's partnering up with some... They're turning Tampa Bay into TB12. So, yes, they are. Like... yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. TB12, TB12. That's all That's That all whole it is. city is turning into a thing. Like, that's why... The meeting to bring Tom Brady wasn't just like the owner of the Buccaneers. Yep. It was fucking Derek Jeter, mm-hmm. Bill Gates. Yes. Like, the squad came yeah. in. And, and like... he deserves to make that money for all he's given. And we probably, you know, I'm I'm a very thankful fan that all that Brady's given, but we got to move on, you know. It has to happen. And who knows who knows when to be the next time the Patriots are unstoppable again. But I think we'll we'll still be we'll still be pretty good. I mean our division sucks. Um <laughs> Bill's taking over, brother. Yes he is. Bills, yes he is. Bills are taking over. Uh-huh, yes they are. And it's just it's it's uh you know, it'll be it'll be rough competition. So it's all about Josh Allen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And McDaniels, I mean if when Belichick retires after he beats um what's his name? What's the most winningest coach? He's gonna beat his record. He has he's is, it, is it Lombardi? No, no. Uh he just died. Dolphins. Oh, Don Shula. Don Shula, yes. Once he beats his record, he's gonna retire. Uh <laughs> Don Shula has a weird place in my memory. Because like mm-hmm. I never really got to see Don Shula coach a game, but one of the priests at my church when I was a kid would give a homily about Don Shula once a year. Really? Every year. He told the same story. About Don Shula talking shit. Oh my gosh! <laughs> He's well, he he had hot takes. He did not like Belichick. <laughs> yeah, he did not like right. Belichick. He didn't like the games he would play, like running the clock and oh, stuff yeah. like that. He, Don Shula was like a in your face, like we win the game. Yeah, coach Belichick's like, hey, Belichick's like the Mayweather of football coaching, mm-hmm. where he's like, I don't mind running around the ring playing for points. Just yeah, not, you know. Uh-huh. Belichick's like, I'll play the clock. I don't mind. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, it's 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 crazy. Um, Mayweather, he's he's like forty something, right? Damn near fifty years old, undefeated. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, granted. Yo, I I I'm not gonna lie. I love May. I love Money Mayweather. I, I yeah, really I respect do. the hell out of him for being able to play that game. Mm-hmm. But I don't find him entertaining to watch. No, no, not at all. I don't. I just, <laughs> like, I, uh, not respect at the hustle. all, but like, I I respect the stuff that he did, like the money crew, you know. Oh, like I respect that one hundred percent. I mean, it was it was really really it's really an awesome the thing awesome thing to witness throughout the two thousands. Yeah, you know of you know this black guy, you know just doing whatever, he, burning money, like having enough enough money to burn. You know, I really like that, like when um, like when Ye really got into his self confidence into his. Well, arrogance. Um, we'll come to find it's because of mental health issues, but <laughs> but you know, I, I I like that. I like that confidence that they exude, the character, you know, that they kind of play. Man, it's uh, it's just it's 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 pretty it's pretty awesome, you know. And ever since I started boxing, I've started getting into UFC a little bit more. Ooh, don't know don't know a thing about it, so yeah. don't ask me anything. Yeah, I'm but a... all, I, all I really know is like Kem Shanrock, <laughs> yeah. most dangerous man on the planet. But you know that's uh. That is really it. That's really it. But uh, moving on here, you know, I didn't expect to talk about sports at all. Hey, man. You know, I have gotten to be a better sports fan um, um, out of high school. Okay. You know, even uh, even Frank will admit it. Uh, y'all used to call me out all the time for not being a real sports fan. And truth be told, I wasn't. I was not. I mean, I just 
I mean, we used to, that's the thing, though. We gotta, gotta, gotta roast you up a little bit. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, we had a good, we had good times, and uh, we had good times back in, back in the day, man. You know, you know, I don't miss high school whatsoever. Um, but I'm, what, I miss the people. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily miss high school. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. I, I would, I would say that I miss seeing everybody in the halls and all that stuff. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, definitely, definitely, I was ready. To, I was, I don't know. I think it was the graduation gown thing when they changed the gowns. You know, I got real pissed about it, um, which was out of immaturity. Um, but I, I, that's when I checked out. Uh, I do miss senior trip. That was a good time. Dude, senior trip was a fucking blast. Yes, it was. I'm so glad. Yeah, I had the worst first day on senior trip <laughs> ever. You lost the thing? You lost Bro, the- nah, listen. I, I'm having a good time. We get down there to Disney. We vibing out. It is what it is. But... I brought my N64 to play in the room, mm-hmm. and they told us that we couldn't go to the hotel. We had to go straight to the park. But I wasn't trying to have my N64's controllers mm-hmm. in my luggage bag that's going to be thrown around with the plane. Yeah. So I put them in my carry-on backpack. Yeah. <laughs> and along in there was my Game Boy Color with my Pokemon Crystal in it, because yep. I was playing that on the airplane. <laughs> we go get lunch, and I set my bag down on the table... And we say, yo, Alex, we're going to hop in the food line, watch the bags. Mm-hmm. I get in the food line. Not two minutes later, Alex is standing next to me. I'm like, bro, who's watching the bags? <laughs> and he's like, there ain't nobody in that side of the the restaurant. It's uh-huh. fine. I was like, all right, whatever. Oh, no. Later in the day, it's pouring raining. Mm-hmm. I got separated from my whole squad. My phone is dead. Oh, my Lord. I'm standing there, and I'm like, fuck, this sucks. And I'm mm-hmm. digging through my bag, trying to, like, organize it in such a way that, like, any of the free papers and maps would be shielding these mm-hmm. N64 controllers. Yep. And it was at that moment when I realized that my Game Boy Color had been unceremoniously removed oh from the goodness. front uh, Velcro pocket yeah, of I, the backpack. You, you were uh, which, which annoyed off. me. You but then were. on the walk back to try to get towards the buses to fucking leave the Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. in pouring rain, my ass was wearing a pair of two-year-old van sneakers with no traction <laughs> to the point where I slipped and fell <laughs> four times. Oh my goodness. We get back to the hotel room. I'm fuming. My day's been terrible. I open my luggage bag. My shampoo bottle had popped. In my no, that bag. is the worst. I think that is the worst. Like, you, now you didn't. You didn't. You didn't like, say that. It was just the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what, when, when, when was the when was the prank call? When did I? That was like probably thirty minutes after I had like got in because the shampoo bat bottle popped, but it only really got on my towel. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're in a hotel. They're kind of giving us towels. It's not that big of a deal. So I, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. but oh, okay, it's not that bad. So like twenty minutes after that, you call me. Like, yeah. Oh, they have the thing. So I pretended. So I, knowing Nick, um, lost his Game Boy Color. I was really confused. I'm just like, why? Why is he making a big deal out of a, out of a uh, item you can order on eBay? And so I decided to mess with him. <laughs> As I always, as I always do with people, and I just pretended I was front desk and called your room and said, "Hello, um, 
My name is Rick from Front Desk, and we found a, a Game Boy Color. We believe it to be yours. And I knew everything. I knew everything about it because he had told me everything about it when he lost it. So then Nick went down to uh, check in, waited in a long, very long line because there were so many people checking in. And I think it was Vince Diorio told me that you were <laughs> you were in the check in line. I'm like, oh no, this joke has gone too far. And then you were so mad at me. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't think he talked to me for the rest of the trip. I don't think he talked to me until like day four when we were yeah, at Clearwater. Was, the thing for like with the Game Boy Color was like, sure, the Game Boy Color wasn't the hard part to replace. Mm-hmm. It was the copy of Pokemon Crystal, <laughs> because for whatever reason, that among Gen two Pokemon games mm-hmm. is a spicy boy. A lot of money, like Pokemon Silver and Gold, twenty bucks. Copy mm-hmm. of Crystal. 65 70 oh. i was like man and it was you know that say essentially that save you know with all those pokemon i had trained up yep. gone you know, <laughs> is... gone in the wind you think someone stole it oh for sure <laughs> for sure because it was in the front velcro pocket uh, not in the zip section not smart so it's well not good for me easy mm-hmm. access on the plane yeah that's true that's true we sat next to each other on that plane on the way back yes we did yeah, on the way back or was it on it the was way on the way back it was on the way on, back on the way in i was uh in the lovely uh seat of myself window there you go uh phenomenal <laughs> I, I i literally had a little uh tape deck with me mm-hmm and I just listened to Grateful Dead tapes the whole way. There you go. Nobody, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. There you go. There you go. You sat on the window seat. I did. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the window seat. Yes, man. I make sure I always get the window seat. Um, I don't know why we sat next to each other. We were both much heavier than we, we were. On, now. on the way back, I was like, Did you almost miss the plane? N- no, I got. I was. I didn't almost miss it, but I was like rushing to get there. We get there. Most of the people were already there, but I was like, mm-hmm. fine. And I sat down and like we waited another like ten minutes and then a few you know yeah. the last scragglers yeah. pulled on in yeah there was yeah there were a couple of them not a couple there was about there was, there was, there was a good number there was a good chunk that almost missed the plane yeah. and they almost didn't let them on and I'm like I really wonder what's gonna happen next because yeah. <laughs> it's like what well, like the thing was it was so stupid they had us go to that water park. Yeah, the morning of flying back, which was fun. I'm and not gonna lie. well, it was it was a good time. Don't get me wrong, but like planning wise, mm-hmm. how are you trying to get a senior class yeah. of kids to go to a water park and then get them rounded up yep. onto a bus to, to exactly. get them to an airport? Yeah, <laughs> through checking. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? That was nuts. You have a good memory. You have a very good memory. I don't remember the days that much. Epcot was what was the best part of senior trip? I think Epcot was the honestly best part. for me. All right, uh, best part of senior trip. Ooh, that's that's hard. I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. Mm. I would say Epcot. I really. I, I had a great time at Epcot. I was disappointed we didn't get to go to Animal Kingdom. That's the mm, that yeah. that that burned me up. Yeah, that was... that 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 almost caused a revolt. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, but no, that was that was a good time, man. That was that was a good time, and For sure. it, it's crazy. We we've graduated high school what? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. So that was that's almost three years ago. Three years in like a month. Yeah, we both have changed a lot. Our political views. It seems like you know. Um, you saw you saw me when I first discovered conservatism and republicanism, and I was just just right wing and crazy as they yeah. come. So I'm I'm more I mean not not to deflect from me but 
I'm more interested in where you're at. What what are you doing? Because my my thought of you politically mm-hmm. is Emmanuel Jones, GOP staff number one, mm-hmm. big red R next to the name. Oh yeah. Are we still that? I very very much so. Okay. Um, I I uh, very much so. I'm a Republican. Um, you know you know how Mike Pence says I am a Christian. A conservative than a Republican. I am a Christian than a Republican. Okay. <laughs> so you know, okay. you know, I'm. Uh, I guess when I'm a dad, I'll be Christian, family, Republican. Um, but uh, I've, I'm pretty. I've come very much to the center. Um, still, you know, I still have some libertarian views. I mean, the, liber- the libertarian means still there because it's making my head is exploding, um, with this lockdown and crap and how you could just tell small businesses to, to just shut down and then you expect them to. And then when they don't, you give them a citation. Um, but no, I'm very, I've become very, very moderate and, you know, and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, that's, that's actually where I am. And I've taken many, like one of those political compasses. I'm like, Here's okay, the so, here's the center, and it, yeah, you so can't see it in the podcast. The four, but four say there's the center. I'm like just right a center right here. Okay, so when when you and I knew each other and had very many yes. uh, political discourses, mm-hmm. we'll say, uh, my political compass location would have been if you're familiar, it's a four quadrant square. Uh, there's a top right, top left, bottom left, bottom right, obviously. Um, I was in the extreme bottom right corner. <laughs> yes. Um, you made you made cases for anarcho capitalism. Correct. Which is um, even even for me was <laughs> one uh, one axis has changed, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not in the extreme bottom corner anymore. Good. I am still in the extreme bottom line. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm just about halfway across the left. Line. Okay. Man. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Cause, I and here's here's kind of the thinking, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird because it's very reliant on like current state versus uh, ideal, right? Okay. So, like in an ideal world, do I think that a government should have any authority over another person? No. In an ideal world, would you know? Am I cool with businesses doing their own thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that inherently competition will hold everyone kind of together. I agree. Mm-hmm. The problem that we have is that the government is oppressing people because that's what government does. Mm-hmm. It has a, a monopoly on force, naturally. But along with that, you have businesses that are utilizing that economy on force yes. to increase their own power and control. Yeah, And so... I test, you know, I take the political compass and it puts me, you know, a lot further to the left because I'll answer the question saying that, yeah, we need to do something about these, you know, companies that are doing wrong. I agree. <laughs> but it's like, I, sure, I, ideally. Yeah, I agree. If if the term progressive Republican was still a thing, I would probably identify with that. I mean, of course, you know, I'm not for prohibition, uh, obviously, but, you know, there needs to be some kind of antitrust you know, stuff that we need to start doing. I mean, you know, Elizabeth Warren disagree with her on most things, but you know, when it came to breaking up some of these companies, um, you know, she, I think she, she had, she had, she had a point, you know, oh, she yeah, had a I point mean, and you know, that's some where Ted Cruz and Elizabeth Warren kind of come together. It's like, you know, Facebook's too, too powerful. 
You know, Facebook, Google, you guys should not have a monopoly on information. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's like we've gotten to the point where it's we're in a strange And place. you've always feared that. You, oh, yeah. you, you, call it, you call it a corporatism in high yeah. school. You've always feared oh, yeah. that. You said this is what we have. You know, FDA, you know, well, FDA is controlled by private companies. Well, that's the thing is, you know, our, people like to shit on capitalism. And it's very trendy to say that mm-hmm. problems are directly caused by capitalism. And I yep. think that that's a... It's understandable, however, mm-hmm. I think it's a bit of a conceit, because mm-hmm. you're conceding the fact that you're just calling it capitalism because you've been told it's called capitalism. Exactly. When in reality, the idea of capitalism is a what's the word? voluntary exchange Correct. of goods and services. Mm-hmm. Money for goods, services, you know, what yes. have you. What we have now is a system in which the government is so deeply intertwined into business that businesses aren't really acting as independent entities yep you know you know you know countries just like that you just describe china basically right it, it, it <laughs> you just well, describe china it, it's state capitalism exactly it's, and that is not what we want what we want is now, competitive here, private here's the the fun difference though in china they have state capitalism but everyone's on the same team yes they all know it's state capitalism and they're doing it to bring more power to china yep in the United States, we have state capitalism, but everyone's trying to cut each other's throats. Mm-hmm. And who gets hurt the most? The people that aren't in those businesses. Exactly. The people, the, the, the people who just want to start a business. You know, it's it's crazy. That you know, that's why health health insurance is so expensive. You know, we have we health insurance is controlled by independent oh, yeah. Blue Cross. We, well, we <laughs> we let we let big pharma decide what mm-hmm. we pay for things. Oh yeah. Well, Whereas yeah. like, insul- I don't know what the actual like times is but insulin costs like i think like six to eight times more yes in the united states than it does in canada exactly and that is like, that, that's that's just a that is just like you can't have that i'm sorry <laughs> and you know when they start when when they started increasing epipens um with that with the um with that ceo um and then what's his, the guy that went to jail shkreli <laughs> right. so you know i actually i actually I, I actually like that guy i have a weird take on martin shkreli uh-huh. that i don't think people read into it enough to understand Mm-hmm. So he bought the patent for a drug yep. that wasn't really effective, uh, but it was cheap to produce, mm-hmm. and so they used it anyway. It had all kinds of side effects. Mm-hmm. And so he bought the patent and jacked the price up to like $800 a pill. That's awesome. <laughs> because he wanted to force these big pharma companies to produce something better that didn't have all these dangerous side effects. Mm. But what did everyone say? Well, he's Martin a- Shkreli's a He's yeah. trying to kill people by jacking up prices. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, he's I, trying to use the one market force he could control. <laughs> yes, and you know, I actually came to appreciate. He did an interview um, with the Breakfast Club, um, okay. and he and he was he he's going and he that was before he went to jail. Yeah, um, and he's going to come out make make making way more, um, way more money uh, when he gets out of jail. Um, he has a couple of side hustles he's doing. So I, I, I you know, I mean, salute listen. salute to Martin Shkreli, man. Salute to Martin Shkreli. He's he's crazy. Yeah, but Mar- Martin Shkreli better release that Wu Tang album. That's I, what I'm saying. Yes, uh, that's I th- all I want. I don't know. I think they t- guess guess who has it now. I'm pretty sure the government has. I think it. It, I think they do. Yeah, because they were they were foreclosing assets, mm-hmm. and they they said they seized it. Yeah, but they weren't. If, if I remember correctly, they were supposed to like put it on sale to yeah. like you know pay for everything because he essentially went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. But the last I heard, they couldn't get a proper appraisal for it. They didn't know what to <laughs> charge for it. 
Oh my gosh. You might as well just need to give it like, back. I don't know. Just give it back to RZA. Give it back to RZA. Exactly. <laughs> give it back to RZA. <laughs> just, just, give it back to RZA. Give it back to RZA. Let him do whatever it is RZA wants to do. You know, I wanted to see Wu-Tang live. Did you? This year and then, you know, okay. COVID. Thanks, yeah. COVID. Um, <laughs> Dude, I got tickets to two different festies this summer. Mm-hmm. Canceled. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, I've never been to a concert, man. You've never been to a concert. I've never been to a concert. Damn. This was gonna be this. Is, this I called this the summer of twenty fun. I was gonna do That's everything. Right. Of, I was gonna say go that again. Ve- summer of twenty fun, and I was gonna go. I was gonna go to Vegas. I was gonna go to Tampa. I was gonna go see like Chris Tucker. I was gonna like Damn. all of my all of my dreams flushed down the toilet. Um, thanks, COVID. So trust me, it ain't just seniors. See, see I, I kind of did that last year. I took. Uh, I saw fish five nights. Five mm-hmm. times in six nights. That's crazy. I caught him three nights in Camden, and then I caught a bus up to Saratoga, New York. Wow. And caught him two more times. That is nuts. Oh, it was such a great fucking week, man. <laughs> let me tell you. It was like, honestly, uh-huh. best week of my life. I wanted to go to, May- I'm, uh, hopefully, may- maybe Made in America will still be going. I'll probably go to that, but they're just expensive. I mean, the lineup for Made in America hasn't been that great no. the past couple of years. Yeah, it really hasn't. Uh, it really hasn't, but, you know. I just I just want to experience something. You know? oh, I feel you. I'm a square, sure. you know. I don't really do much. <laughs> yeah. I I work, go to school, um, and quoting from Boys in the Hood and my grandmother, eat, sleep, and sh- so. <laughs> I got a I got a plea the fifth on what I do a lot of the time. There there you go there you go. Uh, so would you consider yourself a libertarian? Um, like, I mean libertarian in terms of like, you know. So it's weird when you go on like the political compasses website, it it lists that that north south axis mm-hmm. of you know anarchy to totalitarianism yep. as the libertarian axis, mm-hmm. which I find weird. Yeah, because like libertarian, a lot of people you know think of as that bottom right party, mm-hmm. you know the the libertarian party. A lot of people think of it as that. So like, I mean, yes, I'm a libertarian, I guess, in the terms of like that axis, but mm-hmm. Do I really align super closely with the LP? Not, no. not really. What 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 made you do that? Like, what made you kind of honestly? Um, twenty sixteen. Where? What did you think of that whole Justin Amash thing? I love Justin Amash. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, he's all right. So when I was really hardcore into like the libertarian side of things, I was a real big fan of um, Rand Paul, Justin Amash. And Thomas Massey. They were like these three Liberty Bros. Yes. Um, Rand Paul has kind of burned himself to me at this point with how much he sucks Trump's... Ooh, re- relax. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I get angry when I spend money on political t-shirts. <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember you had that. <laughs> I'm playing. But, but yeah. So he's kind of burned himself. Massey is just doing Massey, mm-hmm. which, I mean, hey, you rock out. But Justin Amash, I feel like, has always been the the most uh principled of the three he's never changed Mm -hmm. he's never flipped turned he's always been just like him or not you know whether or not you agree with his viewpoints Mm -hmm. he has his principles and you can look at his voting record he's never i 100 percent agree with that i mean justin amash um justin just i believe justin amash believes what he said believe believes what he believes um i really think he read that Mueller report i really think he thinks that trump did something wrong um, I don't think so. 
I don't agree with it. We've discussed this before. Right. Um, I think impeachment are, are we, is a waste we, of time. Are we diving in or are we just... And we'll no, stay. that's old we'll news. Stay. And okay. there's, there's going to be another impeachment um, eventually. They just... Okay. <laughs> they, they just... They, they did, the story just broke. Right, um, they just, Real quick, one clip. Uh-huh. Out of 10, likelihood re-election. Of Trump? Yes. Oof, probably... Hmm. Probably... Let, so, assuming... That we kind of go back to normal, we do a soft reopen of the country, um, and assuming we're not knocked on our butts when if it, when slash if the COVID comes back, I was and you know he's actually we're actually you know prepared you know we can stop it faster the second wave um, if there really isn't a second wave um, I give him a probably a nine out of ten because it's I mean it's just Biden is just not a I mean Biden has an impressive coalition. All right, like he's he has African Americans, you know, he has you know those white working class union voters, um, but oh, it's I a mean, ten out of ten, chief. If you, it's, you think if it's, it's ten, 10 out of ten? Biden Trump is ten out of ten. Yeah, I, I only and, just, I, and that's let me be very clear to any listeners at home. That's not an endorsement by any means. <laughs> that is just my absolute lack of any faith. Yeah. Well, that's I, the only reason why I say nine. Um, obviously ninety percent, but you know that's pretty high. Yeah, but it's just. I'm real. I'm looking at these primary results. Like, or he just won Oregon. People are voting for him for just the vote. You know, they're they're People, voting for him. They just don't care. I guess what he says. He's yeah. not in the news. The thing is you know. with Joe Biden is they're hiding him. Yeah, he's not talking. No, he's not doing press. When it gets to September, and he has to debate Donald Trump. Hmm. Yeah, it ain't gonna go well. It's not gonna go well, and everyone knows it's not gonna go well. I mean, but pe- but as you can see, people just voted for him just to vote for him. Um, and you know, I want no, he's, he's I posting. Yeah, I I really wonder if there are, you know, I think he's he's even an L. Yeah, I real I really wonder if there are even people who are like undecided. I really I think everyone has their mind made up. Nothing's gonna affect anything. They're gonna go in if they haven't voted already. They're gonna vote. And then they're going to walk out and we're going to see. And it could just be all out to turnout. I mean, you look at the uh, – I've, I've, I've cross-compared 2008's um, primary, 2016's primary Democrat, and 2020's Democrat primary. Joe Biden in you know Virginia, he's gotten more votes plur- plurally than Obama did in 2008. And that was a big Democratic year. Sure. So it may not be just through who the candidate – I think we've gotten so far down this partisan rabbit hole that it's just going to be R D don't matter. You I, know, so I, I'm I really scared that we're. Point, I'm really but, very scared of that. But what's interesting is how volatile the actual left is. Mm, see, the, yes, the DNC has this fun job of painting themselves a really far left liberal party they're not. when they're not, mm-hmm. uh, but they act like they are owed the votes of far-left liberal people. Mm -hmm. And after getting burned twice, they're not having it. No. A lot of them are saying they're either staying home or they're going third. Mm -hmm. Which... That doesn't doesn't bode well for Joe's chances. It does not. It also doesn't bode well for the health of the DNC in the long run. I agree. If the act- if actual leftists are willing to abandon the DNC against Donald Trump, that's an interesting position to be in. I agree, and I really don't know. I mean, they probably they should not have. I mean, the, the presidential candidates they could have done whatever they wanted. 
but they probably shouldn't have all made it look really suspicious that Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Kamala, Cory Booker, they and endorsed by it was the moderate Voltron. Yeah, and it, it all yeah. fell in behind Joe. And it was the right. Call. It was. And I think it was the right call. I think Bernie still would have won the primary mm-hmm. if Elizabeth Warren dropped at the exact same what? time and endorsed. Bernie. I have a theory. I think Elizabeth Warren was in on the game oh, the entire is. time. She oh, was she in on the bag the entire time. She stole right. from Bernie Dude, did the you entire hear, race. Did you hear Joe in the last Democratic debate? What? He promised to make a woman his vice president, mm-hmm. but he hasn't announced who yet. Exactly. It's one of two people. It's either Kamala Harris or it's Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. If he wants to try to preserve the progressive vote, mm-hmm. he goes Warren. If he doesn't care and wants to go all in on the neo-lib vote, mm-hmm. he goes Kamala. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And honestly, <laughs> like, I, and I, I, I honestly like it's just it was it was I amazing. I, I say he as if he's actually having a choice in the matter. I don't Correct. think he's exactly thinking very much. Oh yeah, anymore. it's probably Tom Perez, Simone <laughs> Sanders, all those all those back back room you know strategists. It's it's going to be their Bro, choice. I saw a but. Tweet. Where someone said, I want more smoky backroom deals to decide politics. And I was okay. Just like, All right, man. All right. We've gone too far. You don't know what you're talking about. If you want to know where seedy political deals are made, go to the bar. Uh, it just... <laughs> Guy called me from uh, Swing Blue. They're mm. a Democratic, uh, not think tank, but like uh, just Act. activist group, I yep. guess calling people to let them know that they have to uh, get signed up and everything. And I was just like, I answered it the way I would answer any phone call that I think is like a scam. I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> the guy sounds scared. He's like, oh, uh, is, is That's this funny? Is this Nick? Who's asking? <laughs> well, are you, re- are you a registered Democrat? I am. Cause I switched my, I switched my registration so I could vote for Andrew Yang in the primary. That's yeah, because you support Andrew. You supported Andrew. I did. Yang. That's right. Now, oh, can you now you like that? Uh, you like the? Can, can you explain why you like the? Um, the universal basic. The income? universal basic yeah, income, absolutely. and then can you tell me what you think about the stimulus checks that went out? Okay, um, certainly. Uh, so my opinion on universal basic income. Now, for those unfamiliar with Andrew Yang's proposed universal basic income plan, it was a thousand dollars a month. Uh, to every American over the age of 18 years old. Uh, and the purpose of this, of course, is to serve as a a starting point. A If you think about it, capitalism and just life in general is like the game of Monopoly. You know, you go around the board, but you can't play Monopoly with zero money. You lose the game mm-hmm. at zero money. And so the universal basic income plan proposed by Andrew Yang is a way to start the game like you do in Monopoly, where you don't start at zero. You have expendable money to start with. And what that does is it allows you to cover your bills, cover food costs, cover passion projects, art supplies, maybe music lessons, things like that, um, that will allow the American to be more dynamic, whether that's going out and being able to move to find a new job, whether that's going out and trying their hand at something new, learning a new skill, uh, whatever. What you're doing is you're injecting money directly into the grassroots of the American economy to allow it to grow and prosper. For too long, we've had this system where money is funneled from those grassroots in, you know, purchases, expenditures, what have you. Uh, But then that money goes up into businesses and sure, the businesses buy things for themselves and they grow, but none of that money ever, you know, 
recirculate. So sure, you're just getting paid your wage, but there's not much growth there. And so by injecting this money directly into the grassroots, the economy will grow much more uh, quickly than it is currently because the people that drive an economy are the people that are constantly buying things, the people that are going out and buying food for their kids, the people that are going and working in jobs, your average American citizen. So when they have more expendable income to be able to take part in the American economy, the economy will grow faster than that money really just being stagnant. Um, now, as to the second question at hand, what did I think of the uh, stimulus coming as a result of COVID? Um, putting water on grassroots is great. Obviously, as I previously said, and sure, giving this money to people that need it, especially in a time like this when they don't have a job, you know, in many cases, uh, is good. I don't necessarily think it goes deep enough or far enough to handle people being out of work for months mm -hmm. uh, and the way things are shaping up. That's I agree. You're going to be making the choice of am I going to work in what could be an unsafe place or starve to death at home? Mm -hmm. And that's not a position that I think Americans should be. We're the most advanced and profitable economy mm -hmm. in global history. There shouldn't be a scenario in which that economy is having people starve to death and not have clean water. I agree. Like, that's just... <laughs> I agree. I agree. And honestly, I mean, I'm not for universal basic income, um, obviously. Um I really, um, I'm really, I'm really not a fan of it. Um, mainly because just it's, it goes against my principles. I don't, I don't believe in handouts. I believe in hand ups. I believe if you know, government should be up there. Government can help you in some capacity, but you gotta, you gotta help yourself. You know. But to that point, let me let me just and, and hold on with the stimulus checks. Like, you know, thanks, but I want to get back to work. You know, <laughs> like at, at the end of the day, like I think that there is a safe way where we can all kind of you know get back to get back to normal until tr good treatment mm -hmm. and a vaccine um is found now people don't people don't know the difference between vaccine and treatment vaccine doesn't cure it <laughs> right just so you know yes. um you know vaccine puts a little bit of it in you so yeah. you so your body automatically creates the antibodies to fight it if you were to somehow contract it you know, someone or someone to have it and give it to you, your body would be able to fight yeah. it. Now, treatment for essentially it, train your yeah. body to deal with it. Exactly. And treatment is when you already got it, and then that's how to you know, make it a little bit more painless, you know, and to kind of fight you, it you using extra, <laughs> using other drugs or, you know, extra help, uh, yeah. ventilators. Um, that's, that's the treatment. So I just want to mm -hmm. make sure people know the difference with that. But, you know, I really don't think that, you know, this is, this is lockdown is necessary. I think it's, no, I think we figured out. You know, we're, never mind. I don't. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Go going back to the checks. I think the best way to get there is to get back to work. Like, yeah. I really think that's what we need to do. Yeah, I I think the problem that we have in terms of like economics and sure, a COVID lockdown is making exacerbating things mm -hmm. quite uh, seriously. But just on a normal day to day basis. I don't necessarily view a universal basic income as being a handout as it is. Like, like I said, we are the most advanced and profitable economy of all time. 
But that doesn't happen without those people making purchases that fuel mm-hmm. that economy. Yes. And so I think it's it's a fair thing to say, hey, this economy wouldn't happen without you. Mm-hmm. You're a shareholder in it. Spend this thousand dollars to live your life, make your life better, and in doing so, you're also fueling the economy. Yeah. For some people, a thousand dollars is life changing. Let me tell you, if I got a, if I got a, if I if I when I got that grant in the bank, we bro, I mean, it, because my money improves my mood. <laughs> I mean, well, that's not even yeah. like that's fun, but legitimately, scientifically, people that are living in poverty have more mental health issues mm-hmm. are more stressed yep. more likely to be depressed like sure yeah hell yeah when i see my paycheck hit that bang we live yes in. exactly but legitimately that helps your mental state it does, it does. <laughs> like, like it's it's wild how how tight some you know how we some people we live in there are people in our country that every week are living paycheck to paycheck there are people in our country mm-hmm. who Let's say something happened and they got to pay a $500 bill unexpected. Mm-hmm. There's so many people in our country that can't do that. I can barely do that. You exactly. kidding me? Mm-hmm. Come on now. It ain't a good place. We get a, we get a, a speeding ticket or a parking ticket. We tell you the craziest crap happened to me, speaking of that. Um, so I, when, you remember that little, that piece of crap car I had, the Ford 500? Yeah. Um, so remember, was it, did, did you see it when the bumper was half off? I think so. Okay, so I that car was my battering ram, and I got into two act like the car was too small for me, and I just I just wasn't paying Man, attention. I got into. I think the car is too small for you. I think you're too big, big for, for the car. car. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, but exactly. So I got into two at fault accidents. I backed in for, for my first accident was when I backed into my boss. Um, but uh, <laughs> I backed into my boss's yeah. rental car. <laughs> and the second one was when uh it was another job i had uh and i backed into like h the hvac guys van or they were putting in, I, I don't know if they're putting in security cameras or hvac um but shit, just know i'm insurance. screwed for car insurance for the next five what? years of my life right. so i got this new you said the new the new ride out there that's yeah. my, my the brown one that's my that's my that's my ride her name's tammy too Ooh. and uh she um uh I've been, I've been real good to her. She's, she's a good car. She'd be real good to me. But I'm screwed on insurance just because of those accidents. I mean, yeah. I finance it so I need full coverage. I can't get the limited liability. Yeah. So um, my, my my car insurance is like $350. Like around $350, $340. Yeah. Um, so I had to get new car insurance. You know, I'm trying to find it cheaper. I get progressive, $340. And I pay. I pay up, right? Yeah. I, pay, I pay the initial fee. And then I pay a month ahead because I didn't know, you know, what my work was going to be like, and thank yeah. God I did, right? Because I ended up getting laid off. So I end up not doing a form, and the progressive cancels my car insurance out of nowhere. So I'm like, I'm 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 pedoed, I'm PO'd, but like I'm not outright outwardly rude to people. Like I'm yeah. not cussing on the phone. You know, let me speak to your manager, you know, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Like I don't really fight. I'm just like, okay, I'll get new insurance. I'll get a new policy. Um, so I get the new policy. So I get a new quote. Same stuff. They try to get me to four hundred sixty dollars a month. Four hundred and sixty dollars. I'm like, are you no, freaking kidding me? And I'm like, no 
way you're going to get me for four hundred sixty dollars a month. So, I, I, so I'm like, I'm and I'm driving while I'm making this call. So if I get pulled over, they're going to take my car, and I'm just I'm yeah. I'm scared out of my mind. Yeah. So guess what my new uh, insurance insurance company is? I go to Geico. Okay. I go to Geico. I'm like, these guys have great advertising. You know, 2%. we'll get them. Two minutes more. Yeah. Yeah, whatever that is. Exactly. So I also have a speeding ticket. I was, um, Manny. I also had a speeding ticket in that car. I was, um, I was on the turnpike driving 106 miles an I hour. I have never drawn a, driven a car legally. What? Life. I've never driven a Dude, car. Dude, why don't you still have your license, man? Well, I mean, I'm getting a car with the money from working at the Bucks. Okay. That's the plan. But uh, I just never cared to get one because, like, see, you don't really need one around here. Yeah, because like, everything is everything you need is pretty. All, like all my boys are pretty much within walking distance. Yeah, so walk to my boys' houses, and I work at Starbucks right on Horizon. It's right yeah. on my house anyway. Yeah, and like when I worked at Staples, I just carpooled with my brother. So, yeah, like I've never needed. One. Yeah, no, and I, 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 you really don't need a car around here. That's why I never really went got one in high school. Yeah. Remember, I, I was known for Ubering every everywhere. Yeah. Remember senior trip? I accidentally called an Uber because no one was going to pick me up, and then my pop picked me up, and then my Uber was there. I had to pay ten dollars. Um, but no, you really don't need it here. But when I went to Moravian, I'm like, because the Ubers are hella expensive, oh, yeah. and everything is like the grocery store is like fifteen minutes away. Like they they see they have Wegmans up there. Mm. They <laughs> so Wegmans yeah. is like in Nazareth or something like that, fifteen minutes away. Honestly, I'm not like, having a car. Is what made that fish trip I did last summer one of the coolest experiences. Really? Because I, I got a Greyhound bus in Philly at mm-hmm. 5 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Up to, we, we stopped in New York City, then Albany, then we arrived in Saratoga. And along the way, I met different people at each That's stop. Awesome. And I, I spent 30 minutes in New York at the train station, met some people, got a bus up to Albany, hung mm-hmm. out with these dudes for like 45 minutes. I know that they were fish fans because I saw one dude have a fish pin on his hat. I go over and start talking. We're hanging out in the bus station for like yeah, 40 minutes. That's awesome. My bus that was going up to Saratoga is the same bus that runs up to Montreal. Mm-hmm. So we had a couple uh, Quebecois people on our bus who had come down to visit New York and we're heading back home. That's crazy. Like, we're just meeting all these really cool people. And it's like if I drove up to Saratoga myself, mm-hmm. I ain't meeting a single one of these people. Yeah. Canada, yeah, Canada is definitely on the list, but that is that's that's some pretty cool. And that's all that's all life is about. Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's about experiencing yeah. cool things. And I wish I was able to experience cool things. I was going to do it, but I can't. Hey, man. it would be a cool way to mm-hmm. to wrap this show, Manny. Yeah, we're we're in interesting times, and people are looking for ways to you know spend their time. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's do a recommendation. Pick a show. I'll pick a show. This is our recommendation. Sixty days in. Watch it. Sixty days in. Sixty days in. It is addictive. It's like I think it's fake, um, but you know I. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to. I'm like I think it's really fake. It's about this. Sixty days in is about like they choose these participants like to volunteer to go to jail for sixty days to like do recon on the jail. Okay. And it's like they pick these. They like I don't know what the picking process is. Like the casting on the show was terrible. They ended up ruining their their own show. Um, in later seasons, we're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about this in another episode of the podcast, but specifically about sixty days in. Um and uh, it's just it's 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 very entertaining, very entertaining. You it can see it. Is. Yes, it's like very you, entertaining. You got me, my interest peaked. Yeah, so it's like regular people who have opinions about jail. They want to experience it, um, or maybe they just want to do some undercover work. And they do the undercover work, and they uncover how drugs are getting in and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and it's a very popular show. So popular, in fact, that inmates 
really kind of like know Yo. when they're like know the signs of when it's 50 days in yeah. um so honestly if i if i if i had the producer i could probably tell him you know like you you pick the worst people and the, the casting is the thing because i'm not going to spoil it for you but yeah. the cast does stupid things of course and says stupid things later in the seasons that really just expose who they are yeah like the, the so dumb so dumb but give your recommendation okay so for me i'm gonna split this into two real quick categories if you're interested in nerdy things, if you like that kind of stuff, Critical Role, it's a series of voice actors. They're, they do things that you've probably heard their voices in. One of them was like in the Last of Us game. Mm-hmm. They're popular voice actors, but they play a D&D campaign mm-hmm. for streaming. On YouTube, it's great stuff, Critical Role. If you're not into that, I've recently started watching an old TV show uh, called The West Wing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> every political every political operative has watched The West Wing. Go watch except, the West Wing. except for me. I haven't watched it's The West Wing. It's a good time, man. I, I, I can't like I'm only like 3 4 episodes in. I'm having a great time. I'm loving it. I can't uh the the the, the, the I, once I get over the quality cuz the show's old. Yeah. Once I get over like that, I don't think I'll be able to enjoy. It. I heard it's really good. Um It's it's a good time, man. I'm rewatching Scandal. Um Scandal gets ridiculous. Um well Scandal's always been ridiculous, but best political show you think you think have you watched you watch House of Cards any of them? I've watched them. Yeah. You think it's the best political show? Mm. I, I I feel like I can't give a really accurate because I know West Wing is always one that people talk about and yes. put in that type of thing. I'm only three episodes in though. You know what I mean? So I, right. I don't feel like I can. But from what I've seen, if West Wing continues as it is, I'd put it one House of Cards two. Mm-hmm. Because House of Cards, the whole breaking the fourth wall thing with what's his name Underwood, yeah, is cool. But but I like feeling like I'm a fly in, on the wall yeah. in West Wing because there is none of that. Yeah, so it's a shame. Uh, House of Cards, like House of Cards season one, season two, awesome, really compelling, awesome. good stuff. Season three, eh, not that, eh, not not too good, not too bad. Season four, awesome. Season five complete garbage See, I, I got through the second season mm-hmm. and like hockey started up again so i, yeah. I stopped watching it picked this up in the off season and then like the whole uh what's his name from the show because i didn't start it when it like came out yeah uh homeboy had his whole scandal oh, thing. Ke- kevin uh space and like i heard that and i didn't know like how deep the show was already so like i heard that he was getting taken off the show and i was yeah. like well I'm not going to watch it then. Oh, yeah. I liked his character. He's in five out of the six seasons. Okay. So I stopped early, but. <laughs> Season six wasn't as bad. And truth be told, with everything they set up in. Well, no, never mind. I'm not going to watch it. Season six was garbage. Um, <laughs> just, I just got. Just look, say it. It just got, yeah. They, they, they set up a couple things. Like that could have been good, could have been cool, but execution but then they was... destroyed it. And it, it, it just destroyed it. It's it's terrible. Shame on Kevin Spacey, um, you know, for all that. Uh, shame on him um, for really ruining his his life and his acting oh, I, career. I thought you were just about to be like, shame on him for ruining that show. Yeah, because uh, you know, <laughs> you know it, it's it's really sad because Kevin Spacey was my favorite actress, but it's it's crazy. But yeah, sixty days in, uh, critical role or The West Wing. All right. And get a new hobby. Nick, thank you so much. I have two hours worth of listening here. So we're at plenty to pick through. So alright, that's that's wrapping up Manny in the Manny in the Pod. Um, 
see you guys whenever I see you guys. <laughs> <laughs>